Good morning. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 2021 Cape League Roundup podcast. I am Chris Lynch, and we've got a playoff picture that is coming steadily more clearly into focus, and we're getting a better sense as to how exactly this year's playoff picture is going to look. So, the only thing that is secure that is done uh, is that the Bourne Braves have already won the Western Division. Uh, that is done and pretty much over with. The Braves, 22-6-3. They're actually the only team over 500 in the West. They actually played yesterday and got a meaningful win, but really more meaningful to teams in the East. They hosted and defeated the Yarmouth Dennis Red Sox at Doran Park, 8-2 which really, it was a 3-2 game that got blown completely out of proportion with five runs in the eighth inning. This was a case of the loss ends up going to Jared Goodman, who was one of the relievers out of Oklahoma. He only threw two-thirds of an inning, gave up three hits, two runs, walked one and struck out two, so he faced six batters. He didn't have a great time of it, but he certainly didn't have the weakest performance. He didn't give up the most runs. Christian Culpepper actually gave up the most runs, but his defense also failed him behind him. So four hits, three Ks, no walks, five runs given up, only two earned, which is just kind of tough for any pitcher to try and deal with. Uh, Dalton rushing with another good offensive game. The DH uh, first baseman and catcher from Louisville hitting 298. Six two ninety eight. Excuse me. On the summer, with six home runs and twenty one runs batted in, he's in one of the uh, high positions for one of the top spots in the uh, statistical leaders for a whole bunch of the uh, offensive categories. As are a number of players for Bourne. Uh, he's tied for third in home runs so far this season, and he's been one of the main contributors and one of the main players that they have had the benefit of enjoying so far this summer. Uh, But the thing that that really does for the standings purposes, that game, which by the way, the win ends up going to the first born pitcher out of the bullpen, Dylan Bowers from Northern Colorado. He goes four innings, gives up two hits, no runs, sorry, two, three hits, two runs, none of them earned. He strikes out three and 16 batters faced, and he gets through the tightest of the jams. Born starter Tristan Reeling from Gonzaga went three innings. Uh, they're going to need him. They're going to need somebody for down the stretch. Uh, they go to 22-6-3. They've already got their playoff spot well secure and have for a while. YD is now pretty clearly on the outside looking in, and they're now are formally only two teams in the East who are over 500. Those would be the Brewster Whitecaps and the Harwich Mariners. And so the magic uh, number for the Whitecaps to clinch a playoff spot is now one. They have to win one more game. I think Whitey has to lose one more game in order for the Whitecaps to secure a playoff spot. Some combination of those two 
will secure them a spot. And let's deal with the game that happened involving the Whitecaps last night. 5-3 ended up being the final in favor of the Caps over the Wareham Gatemen. And uh, Wareham looked like they were going to win this game for most of it. Two runs came across in the third inning for Wareham on a really, really good inning. Tommy Troy with a base hit to bring home two runs. Tres Gonzalez and Cade Fergus. They tacked on one more run in the seventh. Uh, Jim Jarvis with a fielder's choice of ground out to bring home Jack Brannigan. That made it a 3-0 game at the time. And the pitching staff had done its job. Blake Soderston from Cal State Northridge went four shutout innings, striking out six and only walking two. He did an excellent, excellent job in limiting the uh, damage and limiting the opportunities for the Whitecaps really to do anything. So it's a great performance for him. And then the eighth inning happens, and everything just completely falls apart. So as far as how uh, this goes... Chad Castillo with a single to bring home two runs. Tony Bullard and Jake Thompson scoring. Curtis Byrne with a base hit to bring home Will Simpson. And then Nick Bittison drops a sacrifice bunt down, trying to move the runners over to second and third, which does work, but Bittison is safe on the errant throw. And not only do the two runners ahead of him advance on the bases, they come home and score as well and it makes it a 5-3 to three game. This is the epitome of incredibly opportunistic offense that happens to get through and happens to get the break that they need in order to create something here. They score all five of their runs at once, which awards the win to Hunter Owen from Vanderbilt. 3-0 and on the season is he with a 150 ERA. In, uh, in this most recent game, he went three innings, gave up three hits and a run. He walked one, he struck out four, and he was handed a decent situation by Teddy McGraw, who went four innings, six innings, six hits, two runs, four Ks. He was pretty good. He just happened to be pitching at a time when the offense hadn't broken through. The loss ends up going to Hunter Shilperut from the University of the Pacific, and this was just a tough game. Uh, outing for him because he didn't give up an earned run on this both of the runs that were accredited to him were unearned runs the ones that came across on the error on the sacrifice bunt attempt but uh yeah so that's how that works itself out the whitecaps win they are 19 9 and 3 overall they're one win away from 20 wins on the season and their magic number is down to just one uh, let's see. The other team in the East actually dealt a pretty tough loss to one of the teams chasing a playoff spot in the West. Harwich defeats the Falmouth Commodores 4-1 with a dominating performance by Trey Dombrowski, who's dropped his ERA now to 0.85. He gave up a run in this game, but it was unearned. So ZRA drops further with seven innings. Five hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, and 27 batters faced. Dombrowski has a real good shot at being named as the pitcher of the year in the Cape Cod Baseball League. He's been, he's been magnificent. The loss for Wareham ends up going to Anthony DeFabia from Stetson. Went three innings, gave up two runs, three hits, walked one, and he struck out three. 
that's not bad. It's just that when the other team is pitching and dealing, you got to be able to nail it down. The save ends up going to Owen Cody for his fifth of the summer. And you already have 218 across his appearances. He threw just one inning. Of course, he got two Ks. He gave up two hits as well, but he got the out that he needed to in order to wrap up the game. Uh, the way the scoring worked itself out, Harwich got the first run across in the third. Tatum Levens with a base hit to bring home Press Kavanaugh. That put the Mariners up one to nothing. Falmouth got that run back in the fifth and had an opportunity to climb into it. Again, it was an unearned run. Uh, Michael Curiali with a single to bring home Michael Handall. There was an uh, an error on that throw by the shortstop to allow the man to come home and score. So that's how it was an unearned run. Harwich got two runs in the seventh and put themselves out of reach. Zach Preisner led off the inning with a home run, and Tatum Levens scored on a single, uh, hit a single to bring home Press Kavanaugh to make it a two-run inning, and they tacked on one more run for good measure in the eighth, an unearned run. Preisner with a fielder's choice to bring home Josh Hood. This was a good performance. Preisner only awarded the one run batted in because the other run was unearned. Two hits in the game, two hits also for Josh Beck and for Tatum Levens and for Press Kavanaugh. Two runs scored for Press Kavanaugh. It's a good offensive performance in the clutch moments, and really, this tells you that you win by pitching and defense. Clean, pit, great pitching and clean defense. As far as the standings implications are concerned, the Harwich Mariners are now 17, 10, and 4. They're a game and a half basically behind the White Caps for first place in the East, but they're one of only two teams that's over 500 in the East, so it's very likely that they are going to end up making the playoffs from there. Meanwhile, Falmouth drops in the standings to now third place in the West at 13, 15, and 2. 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, and they are scuttling right now. They're going to have to figure out something because this is the last... The, I'm recording this on the morning of Thursday, the 29th of July. Today is the last off day before we jump in to the, uh, the last week of the regular season, which seems amazing that we are already at this point. But they're not eliminated yet, but they are going to have to come up with something here. Uh, Katuit is the team that has jumped them. They won their game 2-1 over the Hyannis Harbor Hawks. And kind of an interesting game because all three of the runs were scored in the first inning. A single for Nick Romano to bring home Luke Mann in the top half of the first. Eric Brown with a single to bring home Carter Trice. It is an unearned run. And Brett Roberts with a, uh, when he's at the plate, a stolen base and an error to bring home another run as well um, when he's up to late on in that frame. So they get they scratch out two runs, and then the rest of the game is all pitching. The loss ends up going to Mark Adamiak, who goes five innings, gives up two runs, neither of them earned. He only strikes out one, he walks three, but he really does his job and limits the offense for the Katuit Cavaliers to just two runs. The first 
two pitchers for Kutuit end up only going the first two innings, so the win ends up going to the third pitcher who saw the hill for the Kettleers, Joseph Geig from Boston College. This is his first win of the season. He went three innings, gave up three hits, no runs, walked one, and struck out one. Everybody's starting to bullpen these games a little bit more just because that's really who you have. The save ends up going to Will Jacobson from Harvard, getting his first save of the summer. An inning and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, one strikeout, no walks. This was a needed win for the Kettleers, and they vault themselves back into second place. Uh, it's a needed win, and they're running out of games in order that they can play. Uh, we've got one last game to take a look at, and these are two teams that are currently out of the standings, but the biggest crowd and the most scoring by a mile. Chatham at Orleans. Attendance of 3,000 people at this game, and the score was 13-10 to 10 for Chatham. So, uh, those nice people certainly got all of the offense they could have ever hoped for. And Chatham was up huge at one point in this game. At the end of the sixth inning, it was 13-3. to And they were able, Orleans was able to cut it down to a three-run deficit with seven runs across the last three innings. But no doing. Uh, only one home run hit by the... Orleans Firebirds was Chase DeLauter who got a hold of one. Meanwhile, Chatham had uh, many, many more. Mike Hogan, uh, sorry, Matthew Hogan out of Vanderbilt got one for the A's pretty early on into the game. He was one of four guys to hit home runs. Nolan McLean from Oklahoma State got a hold of one. Also, Max Romero Jr. and Jake DeLeo were the other two people to get a hold of these. Now, how do you award a pitching uh, results for a game in which there really was uh, no pitching? Well, Chase DeLauder, who's a two-way player, actually started this game on the mound for the Orleans Firebirds, and uh, he gets the loss for this one in what was only his third time on the hill. He's been a much better hitter than he has been as a, uh, as a pitcher. In fact, I believe he leads the league in home runs this summer. Yes, he does. He's uh, he's tied with his Orleans teammate Tyler Locklear for the most home runs in the league with nine, and Owen Diodati from Wareham has seven. So that's, that's pretty neat that you have the two. That's interesting. You're fourth place, and you have the two guys who have the most home runs on Cape. The offense certainly has not been anywhere even approaching the problem for the Orleans Firebirds. So, uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so, but the Lauder started and pitched as well. He didn't strike anybody out. He gave up three hits, three runs. All of those runs earned in two innings. He just didn't really have it. He certainly didn't have the weakest performance, but Orleans never recovered after the hole that uh, Chatham put them in. The win for Chatham ends up going to their first reliever, Dawson Grouse from LSU, only his second appearance, and he didn't have that great an appearance. He went three innings, gave up three runs, five hits, walked two, and struck out two. The only thing is that there really isn't anyone else you can give the award of winning pitcher to because um, pitching was not exactly brilliant on the day, if we're being honest. Uh, nothing personal, it's just that this was certainly not a day of uh, pitching excellence. Uh, so, there are no games across the Cape League 
on Thursday today. There are a full slate of five games on Friday. Wareham is at Katuit, and that really matters for the Cuddleers as they're trying to keep themselves ahead of everybody. Falmouth is at Hyannis. By the way, that game at Katuit is at 4.30. Uh, Falmouth is at Hyannis, and Falmouth needs to win if they are to have a shot. Harwich hosts Chatham. This is an opportunity for Chatham to play spoiler and an opportunity for Harwich to try and keep pace for first place because you want to get home field in the playoffs this year, especially since you know you want two out of your three games in the division final to be at home if you can make that happen. Orleans hosts YD, and this is a game that YD needs to win if they are going to have even a moderate prayer of coming back and making the playoffs this year. And the two first-place teams, first place in the East, Brewster, facing number one in the league and in the West, Bourne. That is super, super exciting. Uh, Sam Bell is going to be the starter for the Brewster Whitecaps, and he's going to face off against Austin Parsley from North Carolina, Greensboro. That's the top billing game. That really is the top game of the day on Friday. So I hope you get to enjoy it. I hope you go out and see it or any other of these five games on the Cape League. Get to them. We're running out of time this summer that you can see a Cape League baseball game. Thank you so much for enjoying this episode of the Cape League Roundup Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some value and some knowledge out of it. I'm Chris Lynch. Enjoy some sun. Enjoy some baseball tomorrow. And enjoy whatever else the Cape has to offer. There's plenty. And enjoy some of it as best you can.